You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We see the last on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you got it. All right, we are halfway home on a Thursday. Mercifully, the uh, prop bet segment is over, but it did lead us into a <laughs> into a um, discussion at the break before we're uh, joined by our pal Eric Adelson here in a few minutes about condiments. Big it's, condiment it, fan. Andy Reid doesn't want mustard on his cheeseburger. I love condiments. Love them. Well, they're pretty important. Yeah. If you like food. Yeah, if you like food out. You guys like food out there? Yeah. I mean, condiments no. are, are fairly essential. I know some people like don't. My five-year-old plain everything. any sauce. Have you tried the lasagna? Right it's my favorite. person, condiments are pretty important. They're clutch. You know, hot sauces, ketchup, ketchups, things like that. like a form of torture, I think, to just eat like a regular, plain like a burger everything. off the grill and bun. On a bun. How about a turkey sand, turkey on bread? It's my cardboard. mouth's like yeah, dry, dry. already <laughs> just thinking about it. I will occasionally have mustard on a burger. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it either. But it's not my go-to. Like mustard is the condiment for a hot dog. What? Hot, a dog hot dog, right? Yeah. I mean, aren't when you when you name a condiment, generally there's a food that you first think of with that condiment. A hundred percent. Ketchup is French, French fries. fries are yeah. the are the food that most ideally goes with that condiment. Now, you can use ketchup on a million things. Correct. People put it on eggs. I do. People put it on all sorts of things. Yep. Burgers, dipping it in their chicken fingers, whatever. But yep. I always feel like each condiment has its, has its like, it's partner. It's partner, yeah. It's a real partner. It's the bend to its woods. Right. Yes. Like, uh, so mustard's hot dog. Yes. Barbecue sauce. Chicken, Barbe- chicken, chicken barbecue, fingers. like yeah. a chicken finger, chicken fingers, that meat, like a dipping of a meat of some sort, mostly of barbecue chicken sauce, yeah. blue cheese dressing, buffalo wings, buffalo wings, wings right? Yeah. That's what I think 100%. of first. All right, what about some harder ones though, like um, honey mustard, chicken wing, or chicken again uh, tenders? See, now I would say yeah. corn dog. No, that's like mustard. I, I like a little. I like a honey mustard and like a corn dog. I bet that's like actually delicious. A mini corn dog, but I also like just the regular mustard with my corn dogs. What would you put a sriracha on? Uh, Chinese Eggs. food. Eggs. 
Yeah, scrambled eggs. That's not a bad call. I actually. put it in lo mein. Like I love to mix in a little sriracha yeah. and lo mein. I was thinking fried rice. Fried rice on top. One hundred percent. A little sriracha would go well with that. Ponzu. You know what ponzu is? Yes. Yes, I know what ponzu is. <laughs> Checking. Maybe not everyone knows. Does cereal, a, a citrus, <laughs> sushi, obviously dumplings. Oh, no, no, soy sauce. Is I like sushi. I dip in my ponzu. Oh, no, that, sushi. Yeah, maybe I don't know what ponzu is. It's the uh, the gyoza. You dip yeah, the gyoza. gyoza. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumplings or gyoza but is the I, right condiment. But I actually will dip some of my roll into that as well. Chimichurri. Uh, skirt steak. Oh, very good. <laughs> Thin skirt very steak. Very good. Like yes. an Argentinian oh, steak. Delicious. Very nice. It's a little oily, but it's delicious. Chutney. Chutney, you can don't you use chutney on? F- I don't really know. Fish? fish should be good, like mango chutney. And I'm thinking like an Indian food of like a. I'm not. That's a tough one. Yeah, chutney, chutney. Not yeah. a big chutney guy. No. Chutney. It's a fun word. To it say is a fun word. To chutney. Say. Chutney. chutney. Do you have the mango chutney? Pass the mango chutney. Yeah. You got more? I'll have the gray poupon. You have more? Uh, Cholula. Cholula eggs omelet. Yeah, hash browns. It's a breakfast thing. Yeah, breakfast. yeah it's usually Delicious. I reach for it. I put it in my soup as well, my chicken noodle soup. That's an interesting That's combo. Delicious. Clear you out. Absolutely. Delicious. I love it on, I love it in hummus. You're a big hummus guy. I do like hummus a lot, yeah. and, but it always needs to have some sort of spice. Spice. Yeah. Like Tabasco uh, is also something I will use on hummus as well. Agreed. My grandpa he loved Tabasco on hot dogs. Always brought Tabasco to the Padres game. With them, those little teeny tiny bottles. Have you seen those? Of yeah, Tabasco? of course. What about mayo? Like Ma- sandwiches. Like mayo. Like turkey sandwich with mayo. Yeah. 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 Just a sa- like a sandwich. Yeah. That's probably the correct answer. Tartar sauce. Fish. Fish and, fish and, fish and chips. chips. Fish and chips. Yeah. Like, I, I, almost exclusively, right? I would think so. Yeah. It'd be weird to put it on like a piece of chicken or Somebody's a piece like eating of chicken, chicken nuggets. <laughs> You're like, are you your serial killer? <laughs> yeah. You're dipping your chicken nuggets in tartar sauce. All right, that's fun. Satsiki, uh, gyro, yeah, yeah, I, gotcha. I don't know Greek food. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. We'll put the uh, the pause on the condiment talk, and we're joined by our NFL insider Eric Adelson as we get ready for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. He used on Sunday. For? Yeah. What's uh, you like chutney out there, <laughs> Eric? <laughs> What do you take me for? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I like chutney. What's your uh, so? What's the spread would w- would look like at a, a Super Bowl party hosted by a very football family with the Adelsons? You're always probably working uh, well, during the Super well, Bowls, but uh, well, n- none of this would be made by myself. But uh, uh, my wife Andrea is uh, is Argentinian. She's of Hispanic descent, so she would make um, she would make empanadas. And Good with chimichurri. Milanesa. Exactly, yes. Uh, with uh, maybe some milanesa and uh, uh, churrasco, yes. Damn, you guys do uh, it right. Yeah, well, she does it. She well, does. I, I just married right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just a tourist. Um, I I like fries with ranch dressing. Me too. I don't know if anyone else. Me and Paul yeah, do. I, ben is repulsed oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, not, He's not my choice of fry. <laughs> con- I usually just eat my fries like fries. Without yeah. anything, but that's me. 
Yeah, that that was a uh, that was something I learned in uh, Southern California at Island Island Burger. They they uh, they offer the uh, ranch and fries. We were just talking about Islands. <laughs> Fantastic! You can do way worse for a night out with the family than Islands. All right, you Absolutely. can do you can do, you can do way worse. All right, uh, Eric, I miss it. Let's uh, let's get into the game here, and I, I think we I kind of assume that injuries are always going to play a big part, and while you've got your eye on Patrick Mahomes' ankle. All reports seem to say that you know he's doing doing much better, and if he could play two weeks ago, doesn't seem like it's going to impact him much in this game. And I, in fact, I thought I saw everybody practiced that was eligible to practice for both teams yesterday. Uh, honestly, I'm a little more concerned about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. I mean, he seems like he's okay. They both seem like they're okay. I think he'll be 100. percent But that shoulder injury is something that annoys me or or worries me a little bit more. Because it's uh, that, that's what that's what he needs. I mean, you can sort of get around uh, if you're Mahomes, even though it's a big part of his game. Ultimately, you just need that arm, and Hurts needs that arm too. Uh, and so, uh, I think they'll both be okay. I think it'll be a non-story, but we just don't know any more about uh, Mahomes' uh, leg as we do about uh, Hurts' shoulder. You know, I uh, saw an interesting tweet the other night talking to our pal Eric Adelson here from Trey Wingo. And he tweeted, the Chiefs led the NFL in total scoring and pass offense, while the Eagles were second in total defense and first in pass defense. A little bit of that immovable object, uh, you know, meets the whatever, the irresistible, irresistible force. force. I, You know, when it comes to football, you always hear, uh, Eric, well, you know, and, and really every sport, defense wins championships. I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily the case uh, anymore in the NFL, certainly. I mean, they're both, both teams can score. Um, pretty prolifically. Where, how do you see that matching up uh, with a you know high flying offense against a really good defense and a good pass defense? I always make my pick based on which team has the best offensive line, and that has served me fairly well. Even though I'm bound to get it wrong, um, I think the best offensive line in this game belongs to Eagles, and I think that even though the Chiefs have a very good offensive line, and Creed Humphrey, their center, is maybe the most underrated player in the whole sport. Uh, I think that there's too many waves of uh, uh, defensive tackles and pass rushers with the Eagles. Uh, and I, I'm going to give them the nod because I just think that the Eagles uh, blockers will keep that defense at bay and give Hurts enough time to run and throw. Um, and that's where I'm going with. So it's more offensive line than, than which has the best defense, although I do think the Eagles also have the best defense. Eric Adelson is with us. So yesterday, Roger Goodell did it there, obviously, He'll be there. and he just Ant Man is coming out. So he's like, He'll be there. He's got the movie promotion as well. Yep, that's not a bad call. Uh, which um, Eagles fan will be shown first? Bradley Cooper is the favorite, one to two at minus two hundred. Kevin Hart at plus two hundred. Ryan McElhaney at plus four hundred, or Pink at plus nine hundred. Go Kevin Hart. Maybe, yeah. Where can you bet these, though? I can't, you know, I, I don't, don't know. bet some, anymore. I mean, bet some of these online. are for entertainment purposes only, I would think. But yeah, you probably at no. certain offshore establishments can get most of these. I mean, in England, you can bet on just about everything yep. all the time. Will Gronk make the field goal? Oh, okay. So these are the commercials that you have. You can bet on the commercials as well. And Rob Gronkowski is going to be kicking a field goal live during one of the commercials on the Super Bowl. And you can bet on whether he makes it. You can even bet on like how he misses it. If he misses it, will, left, it, will right. it hit an upright? Will it hit the post? Will it I miss feel like it's a right? shank left. 
I you know I think short like under short under like hit a kind of a under sh- like, just like doesn't get there like, is boom. always a good call for someone who's not a field goal kicker. Okay, I think he makes it though. I don't think he makes. That's it. what I mean, money is. It's it's they're the saying he makes it for him to make it. Yeah. Uh, halftime show. We talked about who might appear with Rihanna. Uh, like which is the first song she's going to sing? Yep. The, the favorite is "This Is What I Came For" at plus four hundred, or "Where Have You Been" at plus four fifty, or "Don't Stop the Music" at plus five hundred. Uh, you can bet on what color her dress or top will be. Black is the uh, minus one fifty favorite. Blue is the long shot at plus sixteen hundred. Every year we do this bit, and I think I hate it more. More every single season. How do you guys feel? The bets, the prop bets that I hate the most are the cross sport prop bets. Like, what will be the lower number? John Rom's final <laughs> score at, at the, the tournament waste management, or yeah. Travis Kelsey receiving yards? Yes. Yeah. No, I get you. You've got the uh, then the post game ones. Like, what will be the color of the liquid poured on the winning yeah, coach yeah, after the game? Color of the Gatorade or whatever. Uh, blue is actually the favorite here, followed by the yellow, green, lime colored one. Okay. Orange clear is plus eighteen hundred. I feel like clear is always a decent bet. That seems like a long shot for a chance that it could be the water jug and not because there's always a water container as well as the sports drink container all right don't you have you gotta have like because that that's that's an iconic moment the gatorade bath after the super bowl somebody's somebody that works with the nfl is sitting by the winning team's coolers this one yeah i would take this one one, guys take this one please take this one take this one and then finally um where will andy reed visit eat after the game Burger King is the minus one seventy five favorite whopper, over McDonald's. Whopper, whopper, whopper. Wendy's, In and Out, Five Guys, and Whataburger. What am I missing? I don't know. Is, is, <laughs> I know that uh, I know that Andy Reid likes his burgers. He's we all do. talking about them. I don't know that he's like a, a Burger King guy. Or what do you mean he is talking past. about them? They were asking about him burgers, his, his burger preferences, and he says I like Burger yeah, King. Anything? Burgers? He's just no. He just said he. He doesn't like mustard on his burger, but anything else is fine. Really? Cheeseburger, yeah, no mustard. Is it I can eat fifteen different iterations of burger. Can yeah, you? you know, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to you can't just have the same burger every single time. I can have you gotta mix it up a little I bit. I can have barbecue sauce on a burger. I can have ketchup. Oh, I can yeah. have ketchup and mayo. I can have just one mustard. of my favorites growing up was that uh Western the Carl's Jr. Western oh, yeah, with the, the Western with the onion barbecue ring on it. sauce. It's phenomenal. That was really good. I can eat I can eat if it's a but burger. I wouldn't want that. I, Certainly wouldn't want that every single time. No, I can eat an egg on my burger. I can eat no oh, condiments. That's a on Hawaiian burger. burger. I like a pl- I love a plain cheeseburger. Hundred percent. Nothing on it at all. Yeah, meat cheese meat bun. meat cheese bun is it's delicious. Kakuna. But I can also put mustard on it. Oh. I can put mayo and ketchup. Yeah, Paul Paul's got the the Hawaiian burger with pineapple. Oh. Delicious. I have a sip of your tasty <laughs> beverage to wash this down. Islands have has, has a, a tasty oh, no, burger. I uh, that's weird. That he doesn't like mustard of all things. Spicy burger, like uh, with the like jalapeno, yeah. pepper yeah. jack. Yeah, pepper jack. Do that. Do that. There's, I can do so many different kinds of burgers. All right. Well, you seem disappointed by the prop bets. Yeah, I am every year. Of the Super it Bowl. never goes well. And I always, when we say that we're going to do it, I'm always reticent to do it. And then my suspicions have been confirmed. Fair enough.
right, just a reminder, uh, if you ever want to catch up on anything you missed on our show or either of the other two like programs. Like that bit we just did. Yeah. <laughs> What's his favorites of the year? Uh, you can go back on the free Odyssey app. Download it. Go back. Listen. You can listen like 20 times to that segment if you, you want could. to. You could. On the Odyssey app. For just, radio gold. Just over and over again. Woods is complete. An utter disinterest. My utter buy-in in the for the prop bet segment. Stupid segment. As many times as you wanted on the on the free Odyssey app. You don't have to pay for Every it Every year, all. though, I hate this. Every year when we get to this point, I'm like, I don't want to do the prop bets. All right, let's just do it. All right, then we're going to do the actual <laughs> game stuff, like the serious game stuff with Eric Adelson. Yes. The matchup, uh, the health of the teams, how that's going to impact Chiefs versus Eagles coming up on Sunday also, afternoon. important to know who he picks. Yes, because we still have to decide who we're picking tomorrow. Tough to side with Eric Adelson on picks. It's been a little rough on some of them, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, so we'll get Probably to that pick the Chargers. second half of Ben of Woods sure. coming up after this on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brian Ballinger and Jason Lachlan for bring you the In the Huddle podcast on the Odyssey app. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Just follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So you brought up a... Before we have uh, A.J. Casavell join us to talk a little Padres and preview spring training here, you brought up a great point during the last break about Brian Dutcher. Well, I, I don't know if it's a great point, but it's an interesting <laughs> point because I actually kind of disagree with you. Do you? You felt like perhaps Brian Dutcher should have been a little more hmm, angry? Demonstrative? Yeah, I mean, a little bit? You know, in terms of the poor officiating, the clock stoppages, the fact that he had a player thrown out of the game for almost no reason whatsoever, that at least one, from the video. That's the one that gets me. That why does does he need to appear as though he's standing up for his team a little bit more? Or is he is he too nice a guy on the sideline? Yeah, it was more like, because when they explained it um, on the broadcast last night, 
And then you saw Trammell walking to the down the tunnel. The shock, I mean, I was shocked. And I think everybody on Twitter and everybody was watching that game. We all agree, right? We all watched that game. We saw Trammell being, you know, you're out, bud. The, I, the, the finger wagger did not get thrown out. The coach, who had to be restrained by three different assistant coaches, did not get tossed. Nobody got tossed. It, it's the baseball adage, too. And I've gotten into it a little bit with some folks on Twitter about the, you know, when's the – I'm not saying Brian Dutcher should have gone full Bobby Knight, thrown a chair, and gotten ejected. I haven't heard what he said after the game. So he said that the only part that I heard him say after the game was – I haven't seen the video. I was told that he shoved another player, and we can't be doing that. But I didn't see – there's no video that captured Darion Trammell shoving anyone. Well, the finger – we saw the finger wag, and then he smiled and turned away. Yeah, like, so – So for me – now, he know. may have said something, but what could you say – what could Trammell have said that got him run that the Utah State head coach d- – didn't do. And you the, know what I'm saying? And the like, UT reported that he got he got thrown out for leaving the bench area, which is garbage. Which doesn't make a lot of sense either. And then when pressed, Mark Ziegler, yeah, Mark Ziegler <laughs> asked the official, and he said, "Don't worry about it. Doesn't it. matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what? That's a great so, explanation for costing a team their starting point guard for 25 minutes of the game. I don't want to." Make somebody. So should that be a reason for a coach to lose his mind? Essentially, I, I mean, look, every coach is different, right? And that's one of the things that Brian Dutcher is lauded for by media and by I think probably players and fans as well is his composure. He does have good composure. For me, though, that game was so poorly officiated last night, so poorly officiated, especially down the stretch, crunch time, huge game, bro. That's when the post game speech, in my opinion, where you're like, find me. Find me. I, I get that, that it was would garbage. be emotionally satisfying maybe to see Dutch get a little more animated with the officials in a game like that. However, I think his point and the right point is if you want to win a game, composure, especially on the road, composure from your team Find is the by, best hey, way to win a game. Within those, within the allotted period of the game, no problem. But if, but you're, how setting about after? The, if you're setting the example during the game, you know, you've got to keep your composure as well. He did get a technical foul. Completely unwarranted, it, it seemed by like, the way. Yeah, it seemed which, like would a, be, which would then lend, lead me or a lot of people to get on the podium after the game and say that was a travesty. And, and maybe he did. I didn't hear every comment. Uh, they didn't post it afterwards yet uh, of what he did say. Uh, all I heard was that comment about how I, I was told that he shoved someone. I haven't seen it. We can't be shoving people on the court, Which, but I didn't see any shoving. So he'll probably have to kind of have a revised explanation of what went on uh, the next time he speaks to the media, yeah, it's because... not even a knock on him. It's just a, of like, hey, we're. It was more of, were you guys surprised that he didn't go full scorched earth on the officiating after what was a horrendous, horrendous uh, from from tip off to to the last you know gasp effort by Utah State, a horrendously officiated game. I mean, Brian Dutcher remains nice guy is not a surprising headline. Correct. It just isn't. That's who he is. I think it's. It differentiates himself from a lot of tyrant college basketball coaches who, let's be honest, a lot of parents don't want their kids playing for a Bobby Knight type. And while there may be no more Bobby Knights, there's still plenty of coaches who are, you know, not necessarily the friendliest of dudes out there. And Brian Dutcher, you feel you feel safe with your kids sending him to Brian Dutcher. No doubt. But he's I, looking out for him. It also, conversely, I take that whatever fine 
for you get for criticizing the officials after a, a game? Fine, find me. I don't that even was know in horrible. college how it works. In the NBA, either. you take your fine. Yeah, and you, you take move it on. and move on. I don't even know in college how how it works. Yeah, your starting point guard kicked out of the game. You still managed to win, so you're happy to get out of there with a dub. And maybe he was like, "All right, I'll just leave it here. We got the win, and it was a big one, and we move on." Um, you know, but it, it's tough. That other coach was was being physically restrained. And uh, they both get the same, you know, technical is, is garbage. Padres released their uh, non-roster invitations for spring training. A couple of uh, eyebrow-raising names, not in like a bad way, but just, you know, interesting uh, people who we'll see in camp here in a couple of weeks when we're out in Peoria. A.J. Casavell is going to be out in Peoria as well. He started his spring training previews at MLB.com. He's going to join us coming up next here with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tower 97 through the fan brought to you by Pfizer and BioNTech. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. All right, spring training is so close, we can almost taste it. AJ Castaville is in full preview mode for Padres spring training. He's standing by and will join us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. As we go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, I guess I need to offer some sort of sympathy to A.J. <laughs> Cassavell. I didn't even realize a Brooklyn Nets fan, A.J. Cassavell, and now no Kyrie, no KD either after the trade last night with the uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, you know what? In some way, it's... Uh... It's a blessing in disguise. I can just go back to being a Nets fan like I've been the rest of my adult life, which is 
which is them giving me entertainment November, December, January, and then getting me to baseball season. And at that point, they're already toast. So that's that's where we are, and, and we're back to the same old nest. You don't have to worry about like expectations. Some, some games in June, you know. Oh no, I've got to I've got to cover the Padres, right. and my team is in the NBA Finals right now. Yeah, actually, the uh, I think it was it was Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals in 2021 was the the weekend the uh, the Padres packed Petco Park again, and that game I sat in the top corner of the press box and I had the game on DVR, so I covered the game from the top corner of the press box, and no one would bother me so that I could make it home to watch the whole game on DVR, and that was of course. The game where Kevin Durant's toe was on the line, and I don't know what might have changed had had his toe not been on the line. But I don't I don't want to think about that at this point. Let's think uh, let's think rosier thoughts like Padres spring training. Well, yeah, and and you know, it's almost like uh, con- conversely, this is how many Padre fans felt for many years. AJ of hey, yeah. it's great, uh, beautiful city, beautiful ballpark, great food, got all the uh, entertainment options I want out there. And uh, I've been hearing a lot about these young prospects, and I'll give them a look uh, a few times a year. Much different, much different. Season tickets are now capped. Uh, they said 48,000 at FanFest, felt more like 88,000 at FanFest, fever pitch for this team, baseball mecca, the whole thing. Expectations very very high for this team and that's a whole new problem for Padre fans yeah and rightly so they should be high that's what happens when you have when you have superstars like this and I I'll put a put a wrap on on the next talk by saying I hope it ends differently and I think it has a very good chance of ending differently because I think this team is has a a maybe more stable kind of foundation in place but the expectations in in this city should be as high as probably they've ever been going into a season because that's not to say this team isn't flawed. That's not to say there aren't issues to address and, and some things that need to break right for everything to happen for the Padres this season. But this is this is as low to the lineup as they've ever had. This is the, the high end pitching they've got. I mean, there's there's legit reason for this to be the most anticipated season in Padres history. AJ, one of your uh, your preview items in your newsletter was titled "Positional Puzzle," and we've certainly talked about it as well. Where is everybody going to play, especially after the acquisition of Xander Bogarts? Now, I think that kind of we've all settled on the obvious lineup for the Padres: Jake Cronenworth at first, Hassan Kim at second, Xander Bogarts at short, Manny Machado at third, Fernando Tatis Jr. in right, Juan Soto in left, Trent Grisham in center, Nola behind the plate. That's your that's your expected lineup, and then you go with Carpenter or Cruz as a DH. What do you think are the other realistic though? possibilities not just for like a, a day off lineup here or there but could there possibly be a a completely different scenario that we're not thinking of right now i think there are a few scenarios if certain guys really hit and kind of prove that they belong in the lineup every day like nelson cruz comes to mind if if, if his vision's repaired after that surgery and if he kind of proves that he's not just a platoon guy, you want him in your lineup every day because he's hitting at DH, well, then you kind of find a spot for Matt Carpenter, and how does that have a ripple effect? There's other iterations of this where, I, I don't know, if, if you're facing the tough left-hander, is Trent Grisham, is, is, and Trent Grisham is kind of struggling the way he did for, for stretches of last season, do you want him in the lineup against lefties? And if not, who's playing center? Is it Fernando Tatis Jr.? So you can kind of go one through nine with, these are the, this is what it looks like right now. Now that we've kind of got confirmation from Juan Soto that he's, he's content to make that switch from right field to left field, which I don't think was ever going to be an issue, but he said so on, on Saturday. I think we kind of know the projected positions and where guys are going to be playing 
But I, what we don't know is how often they'll be shifting around and who exactly will be shifting where. Uh, talking to our pal A.J. Casabell uh, here on Ben and Woods this morning and yesterday, the Padres announced their non-roster invites to, uh, to, to big league camp. And of course, there's some names on there that you'll you'll recognize. You know, Daniel Camarena's one, Craig Stammen, uh, one that you'll recognize. Jackson Merrill, I, I've always I like this move. Just get him up, get him around those guys. You know, learning more every day about how to be a big leaguer. It's not going to make the club out of spring training. I can assure everybody out there. Um, that said, anybody else that you look at and go, man. I'm I'm excited about them cautiously, and, and maybe A.J. Preller and the Padres are as well. Well, I think the Merrill one's interesting this, this spring because I know a lot of people are excited about um, – like, he, he is just going to come up and kind of get a taste of what it's like, but yeah. it's not going to be like in years past. In years past, he's coming in in the sixth inning and playing three innings at the end of the game. This year, you're starting second baseman, shortstop, and third baseman are all going off to the World Baseball Classic. So I suspect he will get extended playing time in spring training, which is – probably only good for his development. Um, for me, the kind of interesting non-roster invite, uh, I, I just think that was Fernando Tatis Jr. out for the first 20 games of the season. The outfield is thin. The bench is thin. The bench could really use a left-handed bat. And if you notice, all five left, all five outfielders in the NRIs were lefty hitting outfielders. So I'm curious to see if maybe a guy like David Dahl could, could win that roster spot. He could be useful off the bench considering his kind of defensive skill set and the fact that he's a left-handed bat. Um, the outfield, I think, is maybe where if someone's going to break through where that could happen. And then I think we kind of need to see the, the health side of things with the pitching staff, but there's always room for NRI relievers to kind of crack into the into the roster. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but this gets me every offseason, the, the workout videos, and I've been following David Dahl, and he has been putting in work, as you're, as expected, by every single person that's trying to make a, a big league club uh, and I, every year i fall for somebody somebody gets me and i go man i i really like what i'm seeing out of this guy hey, every year it used to be austin hedges. All, used to be austin hedges oh he's figured it out yeah yeah Since we know you're on the adrian morahone bandwagon oh, after seeing him at fantasy camp oh, well, too. i'll tell you the bandwagons that i'm riding hard right now michelle baez i watched him throw a pen out at fantasy camp aj I mean, it was like it was so dirty. You couldn't even see the ball as it left his hand. And he hit the same spot every time, just down below the knees. Perfect, perfect pitches. Uh, he looks strong and healthy. Morihone looked phenomenal, uh, and and of course David Dahl. Watching him every day, I'm I'm falling into that trap again. Going, <laughs> if he could turn it, it happens though. It happens every year. You, a, a team will hit on a guy that is like, you know what? I, this is my last shot. I'm going to bust my yeah, tail. Woods is ready to trade Juan Soto, not because they can't resign <laughs> we, him. We have David Dahl. They now. already have David Dahl. <laughs> Why would you need Juan Soto? You got me again. Yeah, I think it. it I mean. They don't need David Dahl to be what Matt Carpenter was last season. They no. need David Dahl to be a useful twenty-six player, and if so, then you got it. Then you got a piece basically for free on the NRI list. So I think it's it's fair to have that excitement. That is exactly what February what is it, February ninth. That's what February ninth is for. Speaking of Don Roster invitees, I think it might have been the very first move the Padres at least was reported on during the off season. Uh, Julio Tehran uh, as a non roster invitee. And I think a lot of baseball fans remember him as, as being pretty good a few years ago with the Atlanta Braves. Have we heard anything about kind of what what the expectations are and where he is after obviously not not performing very well or at all on the big league level for the last two or three years? Yeah, we haven't heard much kind of lately other than the, the performance struggles. I think we'll learn more a little bit in spring. But 
he's just kind of what what I think the Padres are trying to do with all these all these triple A kind of options, and you kind of hope one of them hits because they've built themselves this this rotation that is top heavy, a little thin a little thin otherwise, obviously strong at the top with the guys with the with the big names that you you've put at the front of that group, but guys like Julio Tehran, Wilmer Font, and then some 40-man guys uh, competing for what could be that number six spot. That's, if I'm just talking like roster competition, who falls into, like, what is the most fascinating watch in camp? I think it's whether any of those guys justifies Adrian Morihon being in that group too, whether any of those guys justifies the Padres carrying a number six spot, because that's what they want to do, but they're not going to do it unless unless they have the guy to do it. They don't want to, they don't want to burden themselves by setting themselves up to lose every six days or asking their bullpen to cover a lot of innings every six days. But I think they would really hope that one of those guys jumps out during spring training and, and seizes that number six spot. Or it's always possible we see a move like, like they did at the end of camp last season to acquire Sean Manaya. Talking to our pal AJ Casabell here on Ben and Woods this morning, and you know you were going through Ben was going through the the hey this is what we're all kind of expecting. It, it kind of jumped out at me. Yes, Jake Cronenworth has played some first base. Yes, Hassan Kim has played some second base. Uh, Juan Soto is an outfielder. He's going to move over to left. Yes, Fernando Tatis Jr. has played some right field. That's four guys though that are four out of out of you know essentially eight. Um, not counting the starting pitcher, four out of eight guys are essentially making position changes, right? I mean, like full-time, if everything on paper. Now, on paper, you look at it and go, yeah, no problem. They're all athletic enough. They can do it. They've done it enough. Any concern there, uh, in your opinion, about, you know, half half of your position players playing new positions every day? I don't think so, just because of, of the like, you look, you go one by one and kind of what each of those means. Like, Hassan Kim is going to be fine at second base. He's an unbelievable shortstop, and he's already proven that he can be really good at second base. Same holds true for Jake Cronenworth at first. Juan Soto, if we're looking at his skill set, might be better suited for left field at Petco Park, given that, I mean, right field spacious, and Fernando Tatis Jr.'s range and his arm probably slot better in there. And then, I mean, Tatis is the interesting one. We all kind of – there's there's not a concern there. I think he'll be a perfectly serviceable right fielder if that's where he ends up. But the, I guess the question would be – he, he can be better than a serviceable right fielder. And, and does he kind of make that leap with his athleticism, with his skill set to, to being an elite defensive outfielder, which I think everyone in the organization thinks he can be given who he is and what he can do on a baseball field. Um, that'll take, that'll take work and that'll take time. And uh, if everything goes right, maybe, maybe by mid season, he is that kind of player in the outfield. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. I think everyone just says, Hey, you can play right field. I mean, like, there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes, but if anyone can can make those adjustments and is athletic enough to learn, it's, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. When it comes to Tatis, is there anything that – any feeling, anything you kind of glean beyond the, the kind of the obvious takeaways from his, his FanFest appearance and, and what he had to say in terms of his health and recovery? And, you know, I'm going to ask the manager uh, before I talk about my position, but just as the sense of someone who's covered him, AJ, for a few years now – what did you kind of get from that day at FanFest on Saturday? I think I got the sense that he's just kind of really really comfortable in San Diego and, and appreciates the, the support that he's gotten. And, and I, I mean, he's, he's, he's owned up to, to what happened. He's kind of, I, I think, doing his best to, to keep the focus moving forward. And the fact that he's 
he's here and his teammates have, have seemingly embraced him from everything they've, they've said. I think all the comments coming out from his teammates were as important as anything that Tatis said. Um, I would just say that he, he seems comfortable here and, and gracious and grateful for the support. Um, and also kind of understands that he doesn't know what to expect this season. There's going to be hostile crowds. There's going to be like different environments that, that aren't what they were before when he was kind of the face of baseball. And uh, it, it's going to be different this year. And, and to me, I think just maybe his graciousness for the fact that he has that support in the home clubhouse and the home ballpark was, was what jumped off the page to me. AJ, a great little preview. We're looking forward to seeing you out in Peoria. We'll be there in a couple of weeks. I'm sure you're getting there much, much sooner than that. So safe travels and uh safe month. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks when we're out there. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll see you there. All right, buddy. AJ Casavell and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Are you – um? I know it doesn't matter. Like, if you're producing on the field, body language doesn't matter. But if, if Fernando Tatis is in the outfield, is it important to you that he looks like he's having fun out there? Like, he's – peppy and lively and you know there was so much made about you years, know a couple years, two ago. years ago when yeah. he moved out to the outfield to protect his shoulder and everyone thought he looked so so, so sad glum and <laughs> sad out there i think winning cures all it's you know it, it, outfield's not fun it's not fun the infield is fun you're constantly moving you're involved in you know you played first base you're involved in damn near jake's gonna have a blast this year he's gonna have an absolute field day uh manny always has a blast out you have there. to make it fun you man. have to make it fun you have to make it fun it's fun to get a great jump on a ball and track and, one down you know track Trent one down has fun and a out gap. there it looks to me yeah. yeah like he's having a good time out there in center i don't need him i need him to just mash i've said this like a mantra I just need him to mash. That's all I need him to do, and, and stay on your feet, and stay healthy, and, and be in the lineup, and be a force. And um, you know the defense. Look, we dealt with Juan Soto's defense last year in right field. There's going to be some growing pains with Fernando. We saw them a little bit when he played the outfield. Just because you're a freak athlete, it's it's a lot. It's nerve wracking. Like these kids played shortstop since he was five yeah, years been old. Some very good baseball players in history who've played in the outfield. Absolutely, it's not a. It's not a death sentence. No, it's not. It's there. definitely not a death sentence. But that being said, he's been a shortstop since he's been three years old. That's what he does. He's a shortstop. So as long as they're winning and he's producing at the plate, I don't think he's going to care very much. And I really won't either. And this team will be doing a lot of winning. No doubt. Let's, let's no doubt. be clear about that. No one has any doubts that there's going to be some winning going on. It's just how much are we going to see? All right. We got a Randall report. Final hour of Ben and Woods right around the corner. Do not go away. San Diego's the pizza diet. That sounds good. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Do it unless, unless they have the guy to do it. They don't want to burden themselves by setting themselves up to lose every six days or asking their bullpen to cover a lot of innings every six days. But I think they would really hope that one of those guys jumps out during spring training and, and seizes that number six spot. Or... It's always possible we see a move like like they did at the end of camp last season to acquire Sean Manaya. Talking to our pal AJ Casabell here on Ben and Woods this morning, and you know you were going through Ben was going through the the hey this is what we're all kind of expecting. It, it kind of jumped out at me. Yes, Jake Cronenworth has played some first base. Yes, Hassan Kim has played some second base. Uh, Juan Soto is an outfielder. He's going to move over to left. Yes, Fernando Tatis Jr. has played some right field. That's four guys, though, that are four out of out of you know essentially eight 
um, not counting the starting pitcher, four out of eight guys are essentially making position changes, right? I mean, like full-time, uh, if everything on paper. Now, on paper, you look at it and go, yeah, no problem. They're all athletic enough. They can do it. They've done it enough. Any concern there, uh, in your opinion, about you know half of, half of your position players playing new positions every day? I don't think so just because of, of the, like, you look, you go one by one and kind of what each of those means. Like, Hassan Kim is going to be fine at second base. He's an unbelievable shortstop, and he's already proven that he can be really good at second base. Same holds true for Jake Cronenworth at first. Juan Soto, if we're looking at his skill set, might be better suited for left field at Petco Park, given that, I mean, right field spacious, and Fernando Tatis Jr.'s range and his arm probably slot better in there. And then... I mean, Tatis is the interesting one. We all kind of there's, – there's not a concern there. I think he'll be a perfectly serviceable right fielder if that's where he ends up. But the, I guess the question would be, he, he could be better than a serviceable right fielder. And, and does he kind of make that leap with his athleticism, with his skill set, to, to being an elite defensive outfielder, which I think everyone in the organization thinks he can be, given who he is and what he can do on a baseball field. Um, that'll take that'll take work and that'll take time and uh, if everything goes right maybe maybe by midseason he is that kind of player in the outfield it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight I think everyone just says hey you can play right field every, like there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes but if anyone can can make those adjustments and is athletic enough to learn it's, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. When it comes to Tatis is there anything that any feeling, anything you kind of glean beyond the the kind of the obvious takeaways from his his fan fest appearance and, and what he had to say in terms of his health and recovery and you know I'm going to ask the manager uh, before I talk about my position but just as the sense of someone who's covered him AJ for a few years now what did you kind of get from that day at fan fest on Saturday? I, I think I got the sense that he's just kind of really really comfortable in San Diego and and appreciates the the support that he's gotten and and I, I mean he's 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 owned up to to what happened he's kind of i i think doing his best to to keep the focus moving forward and the fact that he's he's here and his teammates have, have seemingly embraced him from everything they've they've said i think all the comments coming out from his teammates were as important as anything that Tatis said um I would just say that he, he seems comfortable here and, and gracious and grateful for the support um, and also kind of understands that he doesn't know what to expect this season. There's going to be hostile crowds. There's going to be like different environments that, that aren't what they were before when he was kind of the face of baseball. And uh, it, it's going to be different this year. And, and to me, I think just maybe his graciousness for the fact that he has that support in the home clubhouse and the home ballpark was, was what jumped off the page to me. AJ, a great little preview. We're looking forward to seeing you out in Peoria. We'll be there in a couple of weeks. I'm sure you're getting there much, much sooner than that. So safe travels and uh, safe month, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks when we're out there. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll see you there. All right, buddy. AJ Casavell and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Are you um, – I know it doesn't matter. If you're producing on the field, body language doesn't matter. But if, if Fernando Tatis is in the outfield, is it important to you that he looks like he's having fun out there? Like he's peppy and lively? And, you know, there was so much made about you years, know, a couple he, years two ago. years ago when yeah. he moved out to the outfield to protect his shoulder and everyone thought he looked so... So sad. So long sad out there. <laughs> I think winning cures all. It's, you know, it, it, outfield's not fun. It's not fun. Infield is fun. 
You're constantly moving. You're involved in, you know, so you played first base. You're involved in damn near. Jake's going to have a blast this year. He's going to have an absolute field day. Uh, Manny always has a blast out there. You have there. to make it fun. You man. have to make it fun. You have to make it fun. It's fun to get a great jump on a ball. And track and, one down. You know, track Trent one has down fun out gap. there. It looks to me, yeah. yeah, like he's having a good time out there in center. I don't need him. I need him to just mash. I've said this like a mantra. I just need him to mash. That's all I need him to do, and, and stay on your feet, and stay healthy, and, and be in the lineup, and be a force. And um, you know the defense. Look, we dealt with Juan Soto's defense last year in right field. There's going to be some growing pains with Fernando. We saw them a little bit when he played the outfield. Just because you're a freak athlete, it's it's a lot. It's nerve wracking. Like these kids played shortstop since he was five yeah, there's years been old. Some very good baseball players in history who've played in the outfield. Absolutely, it's not a. It's not a death sentence. No, it's not. It's there. definitely not a death sentence. But that being said, he's been a shortstop since he's been three years old. That's what he does. He's a shortstop. So as long as they're winning and he's producing at the plate, I don't think he's going to care very much. And I really won't either. And this team will be doing a lot of winning. No doubt. Let's, let's no doubt. be clear about that. No one has any doubts that there's going to be some winning going on. It's just how much are we going to see? All right. We got a Randall report. Final hour of Ben and Woods right around the corner. Do not go away. San Diego's the pizza diet. That sounds good. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 